Dayline, 28th of July, 2014. Well, hi folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode number 309. Well, Grant, um, how big is this smile on my face? Can you see it even through the microphone? I'm smiling. Oh, mate, I can see the microphone stretching just to display it. Creak, and it's not just because Matt Hall has, uh, you know, taken another podium finish there in the uh, Red Bull Air Race over there in Poland. In fact, he's been doing lots of flying, but so have I for a change. I'm very happy. Oh, well done, mate. You got some air under your wings in the last week, huh? Yeah, I feel sorry for the aeroplane, actually, but uh, no, it was good. <laughs> good to finally, uh, the road to, uh, you know, currency may, finally, I may back be, be back on it. So I'm very happy about that. So uh, let's spend the entire Ozdesk talking about that. You know, I did some no, touching no, no, goes no, no, and no. we did, it was awesome. No, 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 no. no. Oh. I'm sorry, mate. I mean, I know the, the fly synthesis Texan deserves kudos for lifting your bulk into the air, but dude, my balloon does that to me frequently. So, you know, let's face it, there are aircraft up there that can get our fat butts off the ground. Yes, the Texan. What an interesting little aircraft that was. And it uh, does 105 knots, um, which is much more than I expected for um, what I guess in the States would be known as an LSA. So there you go. Well, mate, there you go. So sport aircraft, they're pretty zippy. They're pretty good. But I'll give you something else that's new and rolling out at the moment. The RAAF have just rolled out their first two F-35s. Wow, airframes AU-1 and AU-2, as uh, they've been uh, labelled there. And, uh, yeah, they've finally been rolled out. In fact, uh, last Thursday this happened at uh, Fort Worth in Texas. Speaking of Texas, it's a very Texas, very Texan-orientated oriented, Ausdesk this week, Grant. Yeah, and you watched me do a segue onto our next topic after this. But, uh, mate, <laughs> they rolled out AU-1 and front of all the media and all the spotlights and all the official ceremonies and so on. But they also did a bit of a sneak preview of uh, AU2. And the reason why AU number two is kind of important is because it's painted up in OCU2's colors, operational conversion unit. This is the one that's going to take uh, the uh, nuggets from the Hawk and convert them into the F-35 so they're ready to go to an operational squadron. So uh, that's the uh, the squadron that has the big tiger as its logo, the tiger face. Of course, um, you know, for those of you who like to look at serial numbers, and everybody knows I like to do that, um, our F-35s will all be prefixed with the numbers A-35- so in that case, AU-2 was A-35-002 and Grant, um, you know, an interesting ceremony there attended by, amongst other people, the Chief of Air Force, Air Marshal Jeff Brown, you know, my good friend and um, <laughs> okay I met him once for half an hour and also uh, the F-35 program executive officer from the United States uh, Lieutenant General Chris Bogdan who's uh, someone who's quite often uh, quoted in uh, various uh, articles around the world uh, when it comes to uh, talking about the F-35 program Grant it's one thing to see them roll out I want to see them fly when are they getting in the air you know just like I was the other day you know in the air <laughs> Ow. Well, they should be uh, flying reasonably soon over in the US, but we're not going to see them flying here in Australia until at least 2018 or possibly 2020. Yes, and of course, uh, as we uh, mentioned a few weeks ago, Australia's first two pilots are uh, heading over there soon to uh, begin conversion training. Those uh, aircraft will be included in a uh, squadron over there in the US and uh, I guess used in a pool of other aircraft uh, from the US, Australia and uh, some other partner nations. So, uh, yeah, it should be a, a huge, uh, big training program there. Great multinational thing. So, uh, about time. Let's see these things flying, Grant. Anyhow, back to the fact that this rollout was in Texas and uh, keeping with the Texas theme, we're not going to make this Ausdesk bigger than Texas. You're welcome, Max. What we're going to do is refer to the fact that Qantas flies occasionally to Texas. They do their uh, non-stop Sydney-Dallas-Fort Worth route with a 747-400 extended range. But they also are looking at, once again, thinking about splitting domestic versus international. Yeah, that's interesting, Grant. Doesn't um, actually their competitive version Australia 
Australia operate just exactly that way now? That's correct, mate. The uh, Australian Air Navigation Act says that if you want to carry the Australian flag overseas and represent to the greater world that you're an Australian flag carrier, you cannot be majority owned by foreign entities. So Virgin, to allow up to a very large percentage of their operation to be owned by Air New Zealand, Singapore Airlines, Etihad, they actually set up Virgin Australia as a wholly domestic operation with the international operation being a separately held entity that uh, just happened to share some of the um, people at the top with Virgin Australia. So that allows them to have up to 100% foreign ownership of the domestic operation. Of course, each particular other foreign airline's ownership is controlled by the uh, Foreign Investment Review Board. But they can still potentially get up to that level while still keeping the international arm separate. So Qantas, a little while ago, did a big inspection and sunk a lot of money, quite a lot of money apparently, into assessing domestic versus international, started down the process, decided they wouldn't do it, shelved the operation. Well, the word is they're going to dust it off the shelf and have a look at doing it again. Yeah, well, you know, what's old is new again, I suppose. But, uh, you know, Qantas um, for so long have been trying to do something, something, anything really to change the way that they're financed. Interestingly, Grant, in an article I'm looking here in the Australian.com.au that uh, despite the government agreeing to uh, loosen up some of the rules to do with the Qantas Sale Act and various other acts that limit the amount of foreign investment, so that should make them happy. You'd think it would, but um, it looks like here that it hasn't. No, the Qantas Sale Act uh, limits how much an individual foreign person and or airline can own of Qantas. So they're looking at changing the act to remove those limits on individual foreign entities owning, but still retain the 51% Australian, which is required by the act. It's separate to the Sales Act. It's the Air Navigation Act. So even if they abolish this Qantas Sale Act entirely, Qantas still have the problem that they cannot become 100% foreign owned like that, I think they want to. Now that there's been some more scrutiny on Qantas and its uh, finances and so on, Jetstar is more and more having to stand on its own and we're discovering that Jetstar is having difficulties with its international operations and is uh, finding it difficult to maintain high load factors. Uh, the d- cynical part of me says that, oh, isn't it interesting? Suddenly uh, International was starting to talk about maybe making a little bit of a profit, but Jetstar is starting to report it's having difficulties. I'm wondering if maybe the Qantas group are finding it difficult to uh, sweep those Jetstar costs under the mainline and international brands. Oh, well, time will tell. I hope they keep running until at least next Tuesday, Grant, because I was just looking uh, for our upcoming trip to Sydney next week, and it looks like I can get the best deal on Jetstar at this stage. So, hey, oh, go for great it, guys. I know you don't like flying on them, but um, hey, I don't care. <laughs> but the best thing about Jetstar is they're not Tiger Airways. Well, there you go. If you've got time to spare, go Tiger Air. Oh, Zang. Not me. I wonder if they're ever going to get back to me about that uh, complaint that I made back in 2008. Five years and counting. <laughs> not, not that I'm angry. Mate, it's been two ownerships and a, and a couple of upsets and a grounding since then. I don't think you're ever going to hear from them. No. How rude of them. <laughs> but on that note, I think it's probably time to wrap this up. Yeah, I think it is too. I guess we'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. Anyway, it's been six years, mate. Six. Yeah. There was that time they were grounded. Oh, hang on. It's five metric years. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Those yanks, they'll never understand that. <laughs> uh, it's always too hard.